So hello folks, welcome back to uh, the, the Pure Sport Project. Episode 5 we're on now. Uh, hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas and New Year. Uh, obviously with all the, the different restrictions all over the, the UK and further afield, we, we hope from uh, from the bottom of our hearts that you got to spend some time with family and friends over Christmas and it was a, was an enjoyable enjoyable time. Everybody's now back to work um, and uh, getting stuck back into things. So hope everybody's doing well and, uh, and getting stuck into things in the new year. Um, just to touch on the last podcast, uh, I hope you all enjoyed that. It was a fantastic episode uh, with, with Will and Grayson. Just to, to touch on the success that, that Will had uh, with his 12 marathons of Christmas challenge. Um, he absolutely smashed it, smashed it out of the park. Uh, although he didn't get to travel to to Cape Town for his last uh, marathon, he he managed to raise over just under twenty k uh, for Macmillan Cancer, which is truly amazing. Uh, so thank you to to everybody that that shown support and uh, and well done to everybody who played part in it. Uh, I think you know as you, as you'll all know from from the last episode, it was obviously a challenge that well done in memory for his his mother who passed away. Um, and you know, obviously, it's a it's a charity that's extremely close to his own heart. So, well done to everybody involved, and 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 big big ups to Grayson as well. By the way, who who ran his first marathon. Uh, from what I'm hearing, his knees are still recovering. So, uh, good good shift. But on to today's episode, I want to welcome today's guest, uh, Chris McSherry, who is the owner of fun- functional fitness training. So a gym in East Colbride in Glasgow. Um, it's a, a fantastic gym. I've been up there a couple of times myself now, and, and Chris has has put me through my own paces. Um, it's, it's a fantastic setup, and there's a real good buzz around this place. Um, Chris is also an affiliate of Pure Sport, and he's been an amazing advocate of our brand over the last year. We were actually introduced to each other by by the big man, Johnny Gray, who I believe was a, a school friend of Chris's. So um, we have a mutual friend in common, and we've uh, and we've yeah we've kind of developed our own relationship over the last wee while. So Chris, look, it's fantastic to, to have you on the show. How are you getting on? I'm well, thank you. Hope everyone listening had a fantastic Christmas and New Year's. As you said, there obviously it's a difficult time for everyone. So hope everyone's keeping well. But thank you very much for having us on. Delighted to be on board, and it's such a great movement you guys are, are putting out there and. The, the brand's grown and grown and I'm delighted for you. It's a, a great brand to be a part of and I'm just happy to be on the journey. No, thank you. Um, and you know what? We've got a we've got a strong Scottish contingent of the pure sport community up here. So it's, uh, it's, it's great to have you on. You know, we've got some fantastic uh, advocates of the brand up here. And, you know, obviously with me being in Glasgow and you being in Glasgow, it's been fantastic to really develop our relationship over the last wee while. And, you know, it's not the first time we'll say it on this episode, but we're really thankful for all the support that you show us as well. So thank you very much for that. But how was uh, how was Christmas and New Year for yourself? What did you get up to? Um, oh, a wee bit different. You know, it's the same for everyone. We've, I've got quite a, a fairly big family, so normally Christmas is is spent together, all crammed into the living room in my mum's house, and, and everyone's seen each other. It's normally great. Um, this year, a wee bit different. Obviously, families kind of breaking down into small segments, but it was nice. I still spent time 
with my mum, my grandparents and, and my auntie and some of my cousins. So it was still nice to be together. Um, and then just kind of keeping the head down and, and preparing things for January for open back up, which is notoriously a big time for the industry. So just keeping a level head and, and seeing the business through to, to get everything ready to operate in January. So yeah, it was good. Good to get a wee bit of time off and, and kind of take a step back from work as well, which is always nice, um, but never for too long. You know, exactly. That's the way it goes when you've got your own company. You can't take too long off. But that is it. We were, we were, I guess we were a bit fortunate up here in Scotland. Like before for Christmas anyway, we were allowed to sort of uh I can't remember specifically what the rules were, but you could basically travel to, to another household and, and yeah. with someone else where obviously down in London things were a, a lot stricter and I think that the level four was brought in just before Christmas. So yeah. fortunate that 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 was the case. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. Um, I mean, it's just different for everyone. So everyone's maybe had different experiences throughout Christmas and whatnot. But like you said, we were lucky that we could still still travel and see people, which is obviously a blessing. Oh, completely. So, what's the situation with the gym now? Then, so we're obviously uh, from knowing you personally, I've known how many times you've had to shut down, open up, shut down, open up. Obviously, it's been a whirlwind of a year in 2020. Um, so the situation was the gyms were shut for January. So we transitioned to outdoor training. Outdoor boot camps and things were allowed. So we just totally gutted out the car park and, and brought all of our equipment out. So it was good to still work real strength and conditioning training, um, which you might not get in a lot of boot camps. You don't have the luxury of all that equipment. So we had all the, the, the conditioning equipment out, ski ergs, assault bikes, or kettlebells, dumbbells, everything we wanted to use yesterday. And we were off to a flyer. We're in at six in the morning and then we were in the evening. So we had over 50 members yesterday outside throughout the day. But obviously there was an announcement at 2 p.m. So that kind of puts us back. No more organised exercise events outdoors. So we're back to Zoom, back to online, giving out our members equipment and, and coaching them via via Zoom, which obviously isn't ideal. But Listen, the whole situation is not ideal. Nobody's probably having a good time out of it. So it's about adapting and being grateful for the things you've got and being grateful for what you've got around you and, and then using that to help you move forward. Totally. I, I came across a video on Instagram, I think it was this morning, of your uh, your clients and yourself outside, uh, obviously in the car park, working out. And just to put it into perspective, I'll tell you what, you must have some extremely loyal clients because... For the last week up here in Scotland, I get speaking to <laughs> freezing temperatures. And I was speaking to you yesterday on the phone. You were out the day before yeah. for four or five hours scraping all the yeah. up to make sure you could get your machines out to allow yeah. your, your members and stuff to train out there. So, so that was Sunday, about five hours we spent. And then I was on a Monday morning at 4.30. I get down to work at, so up at four o'clock. I need to work for 4.30 to make sure we were prepared and ready to go. But... These are the lengths you'll go to when you really care about your business and care about your, your members and, and they care about us us as much as we care about them, which is which is really nice. And you know, the clients and the members we have are amazing and I'm very grateful to have them. And it's probably we're as grateful to have them as they are us and that reflects and everything we do, which is which is really nice. Mm-hmm. How was the warm up uh, a big part of the session? I take it to try and get everybody <laughs> The warm up was sit in the cars and turn the heated seats on and get, get the aircon going. That was the warm up. Um, it's not as bad as it honestly seems. I went out a run on Sunday, um, with shorts and a t shirt on, which was a bit crazy. But as soon as you're going, you're fine outdoors. Honestly, it's keeping your hands warm and maybe having a hat on. So hat and gloves and training outdoors is fine. After a couple of minutes, you do heat up and 
we kind of showed the members how to kind of prepare for the outdoors and it's light layers, a few layers on and you'd end up stripping the layers down as you go. So everyone was fine. It was a real success. So it is a shame that we have to, to call it a, a day after only one day at it, but you need to do what's best and, and follow the, the guidelines at every every opportunity you can and make sure you're doing the right thing for for yourself, for your staff and, and for the members too. Definitely. And uh, I, went, I actually went down to uh, Glasgow Green for a bit of training on Monday there and like I walked down and I could not believe how icy the roads were. And I seen people out running. There was people out running and jogging and there was people sliding everywhere and that kind of <laughs> I, I actually had to call off the training session because the yeah, I, went, I tried to go on the Astro uh, that was like because it had rained the night before. There's like a sheet of water that had frozen on top, and then on the grass was the same thing. So it's just a challenging time at the moment. Regard obviously the are shot, but then when the weather starts taking a plummet, and you know there's a bit of snow coming in over the next day or two as well. It's like I think to be honest, these Zoom sessions could potentially be extremely helpful for people yeah. in a few days. Like we're kind of preaching our members, and we'll probably touch on it later when it's your only option and. You might not like doing it, but the th- doing the things you don't like over and over builds a bit of resilience and a bit of discipline, and, and these things are really good to have in your arsenal. So, yeah, well, then, uh, so I want to kind of start like the kind of um, my, my first sort of area that I want to delve into is like you know, obviously, you are um, you're the owner of the gym, uh, yep. You're a relatively young guy. You what are you 26, 27? 25. 25. Oh, there we go then. Even even younger than I thought. But <laughs> you know, obviously you have been a successful young young man. You know, there's not many people that can say that they've sort of opened their own gym and you know, albeit for COVID and, and all the rest of it, you're still you're still very much going strong in mm-hmm. members. You know, you look at the video yesterday, you're you're in a you're in a good position with with a bunch of members that are, I think are extremely passionate about being part of what you do. Um, but I'm keen to sort of delve into where where did this start? Like where did your your journey within sport or, or health and fitness start? Um, so the journey for me is probably like most young males in the west of Scotland started through football. Playing football was the first thing that would come to my mind if I think about when I first started training or exercising. So football was a massive part of my life. My grandfather's a big influence as well, and he'd always coached football for years. Um, so when I was kind of 14, 15, he was coaching amateur football teams, so uh, guys in their 20s, and they were all kind of doing some strength work. They were all squatting and bench pressing, so I was learning these these kind of strength and conditioning um, ways of training very young. And then that just kind of grew and grew. Obviously, maybe a wee bit body confidence body um, confidence issues as well going through high school obviously kind of going through your teenage years your body changes a lot and maybe putting on a bit of weight here and there kind of get really really conscious about it so I took up long distance running on top of my football as well because I knew I wanted to get more active and get a bit fitter and and maybe lose lose some pounds that I thought I'd put on which might have just been all in my head um, and then that kind of led just led me through through school and took me into kind of leaving school I wasn't I'm not academically very clever um, so never at school I was uh, really interested in it when it came to practical sides of things in schools even cooking home economics and stuff I loved practical I loved being busy um, so that just took me into a college course when I was just kind of figuring out what I wanted to do and I took a year in college just kind of messing about just to see where I wanted to end up get into the health fitness and exercise side of things and that kind of led me into to doing a HND um, which is a diploma in health fitness and exercise which 
comes with it, your level two um, gym instructor and your level three personal trainer. So that was me kind of through college. Um, and going through college, um, I managed to get a job um, and I worked in there for five years. So to get my level two qualification, I'd started coaching MetaFit, which is a fitness craze about seven, eight years ago from now. Everyone was going mad for it. Um, so I was coaching MetaFit in church halls and community halls. Two and three people turning up sometimes and making no money, running at a loss by the time you'd paid your rent and everything else you had to cover. But it was experience. I knew I was starting to impact people. I could see family that, I, that were coming to my classes, changing and get confident and stronger and fitter. And that just showed me, I was like, this is what I want to be doing. This is this is where I should this is where I should be helping people and, and helping people grow. And that led me nicely. I got a job and um, working in a gym facility just across me, which was absolutely fantastic. I was a head coach in there. Um I'd been in there for five years until I'd went out on my own. And it was fantastic. And it was a great opportunity for me to grow. I was only young still, so being 18 and being a, a head of a facility was, was a big jump, but and coaching people maybe double my age or more was difficult and hard sometimes, maybe in my own head to be thinking, am I going to be taken seriously here? Mm -hmm. um, but that just led me through into my personal training certificate, started my personal training my business myself, which back in the day was Chris McSherry Personal Training. <laughs> and I got to a stage where I was wanting to impact more people. But as a one-to-one -one coach, there's only so many people you can impact because there's only a certain amount of hours in a day. So group training was the avenue I was going down. That's what I was learning from the, from the facility I was working in, was group training, how to coach people in a group. And that's what I, that's what I knew. Took that in and I set up kind of female group training was, was my, my avenue at first because I knew how hard it was for females that I was speaking to and working with and one-to-one -one coaching to gain confidence to do strength training and, and go to that, that section of the gym. Um, so that was my, my vision then to get help females build body confidence and build confidence within their training. And it just grew arms and legs over the years. And I got to a stage where I had a pretty good client base for just being a, a kind of sole trader, self-employed. And I thought I could probably take this further. Thick push came to shove and, and things ended in the facility I was in and I had to go and find my own. Mm -hmm. And just through some help of a family friend as well who had some contacts, managed to find me this facility I'm in now. And we came in, it was a total bombshell. I'm sure I've showed you the pictures and stuff before. And it was incredible, the journey we've been on. And it wasn't as good as it was when we moved in, but we've just built and built since we grew. And that's been since July 2019 when we first opened. The 1st of July was an official opening and we were open nine months before before the whole COVID situation. And it's just been adapting and growing and making sure that we keep our head above water and, and keep the members um, ticking over as well and look after them and once we get back opened again the whole community will just burst and it will be fantastic to have everyone in but uh, that's probably a wee long-winded story on how we got to where we are um, but I opened the gym when I was 24 years old and it was scary to be honest at the start and I thought I might have been making a mistake because I could have stayed where I was mm -hmm. and just had that kind of security of being somewhere um, but it obviously made that jump and sometimes getting pushed into things like this is, is great because it forces you into a decision you're not too sure of and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. I want to touch on that a little bit further on but one of the things that you said there which comes as a bit of a surprise to be honest because like you and I we've had plenty of conversations and it's very evident to me that you're somebody who knows a lot about what you do. You know how yeah. to uh, 
coach people in ways that is going to get them strong or it's going to help with whatever it is that their goal might be or you know and you also have a lot of um you have a, a lot of knowledge um from within the health and fitness in- industry there's no doubt about it but one of the things you sort of said there at the start was like at school you you probably weren't the most academic that is something that probably really does come come up to a shock to me but it's something that i can also relate to as well because i was very similar i, I didn't really enjoy school that much i wasn't somebody that I always tended to be on the more sort of creative side. So I enjoyed like the sport, I enjoyed the music, I enjoyed like playing instruments and, you know, the socialising aspect of school. But I wasn't somebody that was good at regurgitating information. Yeah. <laughs> and I that's guess the school system is all, but that's probably one for another topic for another day because we could go right into this whole school system and things. Like, but yeah. for me, it was just the same. Like anything I had to remember or, just sitting doing theory work wasn't for me and I just couldn't, my, it's maybe my focus is quite, diff- find it difficult to focus on tasks and I'm a busy person, I'm out and about, I'm moving all the time, like I'm probably a bit hyperactive sometimes to be honest as a person but that's me, I'm just always buzzing about for the most part so like you're saying it's difficult just to sit and absorb information hours on end when you're in school. Mm-hmm. No it's completely, I can really really relate to it but you know it's an interesting point because I think you know, a lot of the time being in that position in school, like, you know, in terms of like confidence and, you know, feeling like you are somebody who can go out into the world and, and do good and achieve things and, and sort of, yeah, just, just be a successful person. That's often not reiterated to you that much when you're somebody who's in that position. No. You've been a successful person. So I guess like what I'm trying to like draw out you here is like, What's your experience been of that? Like, how did that, like, sort of finishing up at school and some, were there some sort of, like, lessons that you had to learn or things that happened within, like, your own experience that sort of pressed you into just almost taking a chance or or taking a leap and or knowing that you had to go in a certain direction within life? I just knew, like, from from growing up, um, mum's a single parent, so growing up with my mum, we stayed with my grandparents for a bit as well for a couple of years. Money was a bit of a struggle as it would have been to get a brother as well. So for me, it was always wanting to be able to provide for people. So seeing my mum, not necessarily struggle, like we didn't have any food on the table, but money was never getting splashed about. We weren't going to restaurants all the time or we weren't getting to do this and that, which I knew some other people might have been doing in my school and things like that and seeing people around me do. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just pushing really hard to get to a stage where I knew I could provide for others and, and look after my mum essentially. Uh, which might sound a bit corny or cheesy on here, but that that's what it was. For me, if I could get to a stage in my life where I could look after people and, and help other people out, I would be that's what I wanted to get to. There was never really a moment where I just thought, like, shit, this needs to change. But for me, it was just things just started to fall into place. And when I went into college and done the, the NQ, it was sport and fitness. And I'd started to to train my brother um, in the gym because I didn't really know what he was going to do in, um, when he was going to the gym, he didn't have a clue what he was doing. And um, I started taking him with me and taking him through programs. And this was before I'd even started the health, fitness and exercise course. And he'd lost a lot of weight and gained so much confidence. And, and that was the kind of moment for me when I, I was like, this is probably what I should be doing is is helping other people gain confidence, not just necessarily change their body composition, but gain confidence in the, the change in my brother, how much happier he was how much healthier and how much more confident he was. For me, that was a moment of like, this is what I could be doing. Like, let's do it. And that just kind of pushed me. 
into the next phase and everything's pretty fallen into place pretty well. There's not been a moment I think where I've I've really had to switch on or or go out and, and really, really hustle. Like I've worked hard and and things have just came into place nicely. Everything I've wanted to do is is fallen in. And it's it's I've probably been lucky in that sense. But I've got really supportive people behind me as well, friends and family, staff. So everything's always fallen into place and that's probably kind of big ups to all them for, for helping me at any time I've needed. Um Definitely, I think that's probably plays a big part in, in how we've got to where we are today as the people around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like I, I can resonate a lot with what you're saying about uh, obviously you've worked hard, but I think when you're doing something that you're extremely passionate about and you know you've got a lot of fire in your belly for things like sometimes just happen. Like they just right. sort of, you only in hindsight you look back and you say, oh, well we were at that point and then we were at this point and this thing changed, but. At the point where that happened, it didn't necessarily seem like there was like a, a big moment or like a light bulb. Uh-huh. It's just a, a matter of like different processes happening along the way. And you find yourself being at this place. And then from there, looking back, you can see everything that's sort of unfolded. I think you could relate that to almost a fitness goal for people listening to this, maybe, or even for our members. You have a goal and then you have processes. And sometimes you forget all the small things you go through that get you there. And then you could get, to, like you say, get to the end goal. Well, we're here, you know. I think that's very relates back to it very well. For me, I've not had, I've not had any kind of moment where I've thought like, this is going to take me here, and this is going to take me here. Even the now, I don't ever sit in, in the gym and think like, this is mine. This is my own place, and there's, it's an incredible facility. I've had one or two moments where I've sat and thought about it and really been in, kind of taken back by it that, it, that that's what I am now. You just kind of things fall in nicely, and like you say, when you are passionate, you just your your work ethic's really high, but it doesn't seem it because you love what you're doing. Whereas other people see what I'm doing, go, mate, you're working really hard. Maybe you should take some time off or relax. And I'm like, I'm, I feel good. I'm working hard. And you forget how hard you're working because you are so passionate about it and you do enjoy what you're doing, which is a great thing, I think. Mm-hmm. And I see when you when you opened up um, functional fitness, like what, you know, you said earlier on that there was a bit, almost like a bit of fear and a bit of worry. You didn't necessarily know how things would go or how things would necessarily work. But, you know, you obviously, you took the jump and, and you made it happen. And, and here you are further down the line. You know, obviously it's been a nightmare of a year, but, you know, you're you're, you're still uh, moving forward as a business. And, you know, all being things start to get better, I'm sure things will begin to flourish as they did before this all sort of happened. Um, but, but what was... What was that like? You know, were there any sort of real steep learning curves that you had to to overcome at the start? Like, t- tell us a little bit about that experience. Again, I always just feel like it's a cop out answer, but there was nothing like no major instance. We had we had a very short time frame. That was a big thing. So, I was finishing up work where I was, and I had three weeks to transition. Um, so I had a kind of soft opening the last week in June of 2019. So I had basically two weeks to get it semi-ready, ready enough to have some of the, the members I had in the gym. And then I had that third week where I could kind of work behind the scenes. So it was pretty much last minute dash. I had just issues with some some of the stock I had coming up. So a foreign um, was coming up from um, down south. Friends dad company, um, they were helping me out by going and getting the forum because they could get it up quicker. Um, than other companies so we had issues with that I had 
thousands of kilograms of rubber foreign dropped off outside the gym, had no way of getting them in. I had a 25 metre strip of turf dropped off at the front of the gym and I had to get it up sets of stairs and just these silly daft obstacles like that to overcome, but there was never anything major. Again, I had so many friends helping me out. Um, it was incredible. People just came together to help us out. Friends from football team, friends from school I've kept, and everyone came together. At one point, I had about 30 of my mates all clubbing in together, helping me build the equipment and get everything up and running. Again, I've not came from money, and so I didn't have that option there of just outsourcing everything. Everything that we have in there that I've worked for, it's not like we've had the, the opportunity to outsource stuff and, and have a hand with it. So it was a difficult kind of journey to start off. But now that the wheels are turning, um, hopefully we can keep them turning after like and see some light at the end of the tunnel. And after this, like you say, it'll be it'll be fantastic. And hopefully the, the impact we have on people can continue to grow. There was no real moments of of kind of struggle or adversity for us to overcome. Mm-hmm. Again, it's probably just haven't fallen in nicely, but that's maybe just down to the amount of hard work and effort that I've put in, which sometimes I probably don't realise actually the amount of hours that I put into it. For me, it was just part of the process and it was part of what I wanted to do. When you have the motivation and discipline, things will just fall into place, I think, for you. Yeah. So I think it's probably a reflection of your personality as well because you're quite fluid. You know, you can, you know, there may be a problem, but, you know, the problem's just here for a few minutes and then you're on to the next yeah. thing. That's my that's my uh, interpretation of, of you. But anyway, so the um, one of the things I wanted to say, I so I remember actually this is before we, we didn't know each other at this point, but back in two thousand and nineteen, it was uh, I remember finishing up a day of training, uh, and the big bull Johnny Gray was uh, in the car park talking to me just as we we're about to leave, and he was like, "Oh, I'm going up to Chris's gym to." I'm going to, I said, I'm going up to my mate's gym. He's just opening up this gym and he's having this uh, kind of opening gig. Was that, was that the day that you opened? Was that what you had? <laughs> um, no, that was an opening party we went uh, through. So that was in August 2019. What a mistake that was, man. Oh, my God. So I've um, had the idea. I was like, we'll have a big bash in the gym. We'll, we'll have a bar. We'll get a bar in. We'll get everyone in for a few drinks just to celebrate. Worked hard and whatnot. So we... Um, we had, um, I said to all the members, you can bring your friends and plus ones and whatnot and let people see the gym. So my idea, they'll come for a few drinks, everyone gets to see the gym and maybe it helps me kind of grow the business a wee bit and new people come in and see and hopefully sign up. Um, they didn't go like that. It was uh, it was like Project X. If you've seen the film Project X, that's what it was like. It was nuts. Um, just total... I, I, I can't even describe it on here. Just yeah. a, a bit, you can imagine the west of Scotland people getting into an industrial state and having a few babies. That's the way it was. It was nuts, um, but it was good to obviously have everyone in the gym. We had kind of photo opportunities and stuff like that, photo booths, and getting all friends and family to kind of have pictures with new signage and stuff like that. And it was nice just to have a wee party, I suppose. But it was a bit mental. Johnny was obviously there with a few bottles of water, just kind of shaking his head and laughing at us. Um, but no, it was good to have all my friends there and stuff like that and just a wee celebration together. But that's what that was. Um, it wasn't a, an opening for a workout. It was an opening for a big party and it was the first and it'll be the last. <laughs> well, lesson learned, I guess. <laughs> you know, we've actually got something else in common as well. So you enjoyed doing a bit of DJing, Chris. Did you, did you DJ yeah. that the opening party? Um, I don't think I did. Um, my friend Cameron, who I DJ with, um, we can always, we've always just done it as a pair. If I get a gig, invite him along if he gets a gig he invites me along we always just we go together and um, so he sorted the tunes out that night um and they were great obviously it was just a big party it was a great night actually 
um, which seems so long ago, and we were hoping to have a second birthday party this year, even if it was outside the gym. But we may need to wait until we can have have one this year, and and hopefully it'll be a bit calmer than the last one. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was gutted that our event that we had planned back in uh, was it for the end of October. There was cancelled. Yeah, October. I know. Plan to was it Cameron? Cameron was going to be DJing that. Yeah, day. Cameron was going to come down and DJ for us that day, and again, just a good buzz around the place. And and it was would have been good to have some ambassadors for the company all to, all in one place and connecting. So we'll definitely get that up and running. Um, hopefully, as the restrictions ease over the next kind of weeks and months. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like, I want to sort of delve into to your mind here, and my next question is. So what's like, what's the single biggest message that you find yourself relaying to your clients, or whether it be in person or online or through your Instagram page? Like is there a, is there one sort of big myth or misconception about training or health that you find yourself continuously coming back to? I mean, there's there's loads, um, but I think it's it's important uh, to reiterate the kind of basics, and people need to remember the fundamentals. I think um, everyone is hoping to always to look for the next best thing and there, there is no next best thing. The basics and the fundamentals are always going to be there of health and exercise. Watching what you eat, make sure you are intuitive when you eat and you make good choices when you eat. You're eating for your health and not just for your, your body composition. And then also with the exercise, are you back? You're back? I'm here. No, I think Joe split the screen. Um, I so just going back to the fundamentals for everyone and making sure that people remember the basics. Um, I think everyone's always looking for the next best thing with exercise. Even they want to try a new exercise out because they've seen it on Instagram, which is, it has incredible could facilitate incredible things social media, but it can also have such a negative impact. I mean, the fundamentals of exercising, strength training, resistance training. Well, they are twenty years ago, and they'll still be here in twenty years. You'll still see people doing the basics. So. They'll squat, deadlift, bench press. They'll do some vertical horizontal pulls, vertical horizontal pushes. They'll do some nice basic things. And um, I think people need to remember that the basics work and that's why we do them. But apart from that, I'd probably say now, um, I think the most common message you'll see most coaches try to get across that exercising isn't just for your body composition, it's just for your health and your well-being. I think people look to exercise as a, a means for burning calories. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that when everyone looks at their Fitbits and their watches and things, and ah, I burned X amount. You should be training because it's part of what you now do, who you are, and and as, as a kind of tribute to yourself and how you look after yourself, knowing that you're, you only get one body and you want to look after it, not as a means for just burning calories and a punishment because you maybe had a few too many takeaways over Christmas. I really try and get that message across. There's, there's massive benefits to exercising. For, for me, the, the message we get across to people is it will help grow your confidence. It's going to help your mental health. It's a bit of time. It's a bit of your time. Everyone lives a very busy, busy life. And I think we do too much for others sometimes. But sometimes I think we need to be a bit more selfish and look after ourselves a bit more. And if that's you taking an hour out your day to go a walk or go to the gym, then do it. So there's much more to exercise than just kind of changing your body composition. Um, so that's the kind of main message I'm trying to get across to people is you should be training because you love yourself, not because you hate what you've done or, or hate what you've ate the week before. You should be doing it because you just want to better yourself. Yeah. It's a lifestyle, isn't it? You know, I think yeah. 
know, a lot of people will, will dip their toe in a little bit, and absolutely nothing wrong with this, but, you know, I almost go through um, cycles of, of going to the gym and then, you know, maybe a couple of months of not going. But I think when you look at it from the perspective of, you know, it's more of a, a lifestyle choice to, to, you know, get yourself out and, and, and have a few workouts a week or yeah. to spend a bit of time yourself or even go to the gym to, say, socialise with people and just, yeah. you know, being stuck in the office all day or whatever, I think it changes the the way that we look at it. Um, and and I know for myself through obviously I'm a professional athlete, but certainly the the, the lockdown back in March when we went into that that was as everybody else was in the same position something that I hadn't sort of been used to at all. You know, not really able to go out mm-hmm. of the house. But that one walk that I would go every day, I'd go out for an hour or whatever it was. It was absolutely pivotal to to keeping You're me there. safe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it's just it's good to see now that more people are looking after themselves, and I think that's maybe one of the positives. Um, as a person, as you probably know, when, when we have conversations and catch ups, we're always thinking taking positive spins off things. There's always going to be good things you can take out, and I think this year that's going to be one of them. Hopefully, for everyone that you've only got one body and you want to be healthy, so do everything you can to, to look after yourself and. And I think that'll be definitely one of the positives this year. Everyone knows how important the health is and being fit, healthy and strong is, is obviously going to, going to kind of do your turn when it comes to to, you, to your health. So hopefully that's a positive spin we'll see people take this year. Yeah, I completely agree. What, um, so given the last kind of nine months or a year, what have been some of the biggest challenges that, that you've faced as a sort of gym, um, you know, in terms of trying to operate a business? when COVID's been throwing many a spanners in the works, like I can imagine you know, trying to communi- communicate to your to your clients and, and the likes of just trying to get consistent sort of work for them. It must be extremely difficult, but I'm quite keen to hear about what some of the challenges have been. I mean, it's a challenge at any time as, as a fitness coach or whatever, whatever you want to call us, is, is um, constantly being positive. So I've been doing this coming up for eight years now. And sometimes you just, you can't be bothered. You haven't been a bad day maybe, or there's been an event, or maybe you've not slept the night before. It could be something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. But when when it's 6 a.m. and the tunes go on in my gym or wherever I've been, it's the case of it's showtime almost. You f- I feel like a performer sometimes. Like you're ready to go and you need to be this Mr. Motivator, upbeat and, and, and ready to roll. Sometimes, sometimes you just don't feel like that. And this is extremely kind of prominent during lockdown. Myself and the coaching team would have days where we were just a bit down and just maybe a bit scunnered with things. So having to try and give people a bit of motivation or keep them disciplined was difficult. But I think that the hardest part has been not knowing when this is going to end. And this is still the hardest part mm-hmm. because you're trying to keep people up here. But you don't know how long this is going to last. Back in March, I thought it was maybe six weeks, I thought, and it'll be done. I've just got six weeks at most. And we just, this is a way in which we've never had to operate ever. So this has never happened before in this industry. Or for us, we've never, there's never been a case where gyms get shut down and everyone transitions to online. So it's been trying to find avenues which work for our, for our members um, and which we're still learning. So we've tried, we've done loads of different things with Facebook Live workouts. Um, we've tried the mental health approach where we've just been doing live with our CBT therapist, which we have on site in our gym. We have a cognitive behavioural therapist on site um, for our members. We've been doing kind of work with her. 
looking after people's daily activity, doing live cook-alongs and things like that with them as well. And this time we're now going on to Zoom to, to coach via Zoom. Um, so there's just it's just trying to figure out what works for you and your members. And it's just obviously very difficult for everyone to to stay as motivated as they are. But we're hoping that the, the, the tools that we give them and the things that we teach them will help keep their discipline over these next few weeks. It's just been 2020 has been a challenge for everyone. So I'm not going to make out like we're in a worse situation than anyone else. It affects a lot of businesses. It's affected a lot of people. And and it's just part of, you just need to roll with the punches and eventually we'll get up and, and we'll be back to, to square one again and we can carry on. Mm-hmm. Totally. Hey, you know what? Tough times don't last, but tough people do. So I was trying not to be too cheesy, but I knew you were on here, so you would make up for that. How <laughs> many times I've seen that quote over the last few while? But <laughs> well, it applies to anyone. So, um, in terms of the future, so over the you know, I know it's difficult to 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 almost envision these things at times, especially over the last year and the amount of changes and stuff we've been through, but. What are your sort of plans moving forward with the with the gym, with the brand, and where do you see yourself in five years' time? Um, with the gym and the brand, it's it's constantly it's growth. Um, obviously, you can see here repping the clothing. Um, so we've now branched out into our own clothing range and also started our own podcast as well. So that just helps us build the brand, and it's more than just a gym essentially. So that's. That's what we've been doing um, through there. I'm hoping now, over the next couple of years, that we can just kind of the brand grows arms and legs. The goal for me has always been to have several facilities mm-hmm. um, in different parts of the country, and that might sound crazy to some people listening to this. Maybe some people that knows, but we, everyone starts from somewhere. So when we first opened the gym, I probably proved a lot of people wrong. Maybe proved myself wrong, and self doubt mm-hmm. can creep in when you set big goals like this. When you set big goals, sometimes you're thinking, "Who am I thinking I can I can do this?" But if if your dreams and your goals don't scare you, cheesy quote, then they're not big enough. Mm-hmm. We'll have more facilities um, in the west of Scotland, and then just see what it takes us from there. So the plan over the kind of next two years is to get facility number two and get that nailed down, and hopefully by year five we'll have facility three. My long term goal is to have a gym abroad. We want to take the brand abroad. Um, so I can have six months of sun every year because we don't get that in Glasgow. Um, so that's definitely the goal. Five years' time is to another facility in the west of Scotland and then the third one abroad. Yeah, that's awesome. It's actually a really good point because um, obviously it's across the UK, I'm sure this affects people, but I think Glasgow in particular is a place in the winter months it certainly is cold and, and it rains and it doesn't get light until nine in the morning and then gets dark again at half past three. Would you say that people's motivation or do you see like a fluctuation in sort of members through through the winter? How does that work? Well, normally for most facilities or, or, or fitness professionals, you'll see a dip in December. Ah, it's the end of the year and I'm not going to invest myself now and I'm just going to put weight on over Christmas. So that's a classic one here. Then you spike up in January and that normally carries you through because people have holidays and things coming up, which is what we're trying to get away from, motivating people and, and people being motivated by just going away and they want to be in shape because they're going to have to take their top off or wear a bikini. Um, but that's just the way the world. That's the way most people think. And um, so this is normally your kind of real busy times. Obviously, it is difficult coming up um, into the gym in the morning. It's freezing cold 
at half five and then by the time I leave at night, at nine or ten, whenever it is we'll leave, it's pitch black again. We don't get much daylight, as you can probably see behind me. It's just got pitch black over the past half hour. Um, so that probably does affect people's health a lot. Mm-hmm. It obviously does the, the vitamin D intake um, will be so low, but it definitely has a big impact on people's mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be difficult now when there's nothing else for folk to do. Um, so hopefully these Zoom workouts and stuff will put on for our members and, and other people listening um, doing their home workouts will help carry them through. But it, it is difficult, obviously, in these months for gyms, but it's normally a busy period, no matter what the weather is, because the gym's open, so it doesn't have much of an effect. Mm-hmm. Um, people are kind of motivations at an all-time high from January through to the summer. You'll maybe have a wee dip after the summer, um, but your first six months of the year are always always the best. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I wanted to get you on today is because, obviously, this month is, you know, I think a lot of people will find it difficult. You know, it's, it's we've had Christmas, we've had New Year, people have enjoyed themselves, but we find ourselves back in, you know, one of the, the toughest restrictions that I guess we've seen over the last nine months. If there was one bit of advice that you, you could give to to somebody who is looking to look after themselves over the next month, what would it be? My advice to, to anyone looking to look after themselves over the next probably month or two, because we don't know how long these restrictions might last, is... There's, there's no end date if you're listening to this and thinking that you're going to wait for the gyms to open. Nobody can guarantee you a date. You're just putting yourself back further and further. You're just pushing the needle back even more. So make a start. It doesn't need to be exercising. It can be something as simple as hitting your daily step goal. Um, it could be something as simple as having a look at the food you're eating and starting to make better choices. You have no guarantees with dates with the gyms opening. You're pushing the needle back further. Um, this year's taught us all, or last year's taught us all that we've got one body, we must look after it. Um, so start putting things in place now that's going to help build discipline, help build good foundations, and then when the gym's open, you should be flying. Great advice. Love it. Um, right, we're, we're, we're getting toward the last couple of questions now, Chris. So um, you've obviously been part of the, the pure sport community for probably the best part of a year now. Uh, yeah. And you've been I'm, fantastic. You know, your your engagement, your uh, your involvement and your sort of eagerness to 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 make us part of what you're doing is uh, has been something that has been been brilliant. I'm, I've been really thankful for it. But over that year, has there been a sort of favorite pure sport product that you've uh, that you've come across or liked? Um, one that helped me out when I had a slight, slight tweak in my calf and I wasn't sure how it was going to work was the, the BAM um, and it worked wonders obviously it's very easy for me to sit and say that that I'm on the Pure Sport podcast but I wouldn't ever be affiliated with something I didn't use or didn't actually believe in um, and you probably hear that people probably hear that from, from brands that folk work with but it's it goes to show when a lot of our members are using the products as well um, that how good they actually are. So, but for me, even keeping it simple and keeping it basic with the CBD oil for me has been great. Um, it's just became part of my routine, and I put a post up about the difference I noticed when I hadn't used it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't at home for a couple of weeks. I was at my girlfriend's house, and um, I wasn't using it because I just left my, some stuff at home, and I really started to notice the difference and the quality of my sleep and my kind of stress and anxiety levels throughout the day. If, if situations um, came up, I would be a bit more panicking things, and that was something that I actually started taking it for. 
And um, I've noticed a massive difference in the last few weeks again, back on taking it regimented again every night. So, But the, the BAM was a real surprise. I was really impressed at how that worked and obviously repaired the calf up so I could run 26.2 miles with, with not much training. So um, that was definitely a surprise. So I think that's got to be up there with one of my favourites. And I'll be probably trying all the products over the next couple of, couple of months anyway. And you can see you guys are growing and there's new products coming out every few months as well. So it's amazing to see that there's there's so many different avenues um, for, for, from CBD. So I'm really looking forward to trying some more out over the coming months as well. For sure. And you know what? You've got your your second marathon coming up in April, is it? You ran yeah. back in August. And uh, so tell, tell like, just touch on the story because, like, obviously you never managed to get much training done in the lead up to oh, so um, I've always been a keen enough runner, but through lockdown, was I was going for my 5K, still playing football, was going after my 5K time, so they were going great. Started a bit more long distance, and I was in my head, I was like, I wonder if I could do a marathon. So I went out one night and done 50 miles, a really, really warm night, warm evening, sorry, and I was got like 50 miles in the tank, felt great. I was like, this won't be a problem at all, so I'm thinking... I'll bang up a wee charity event and, and see what happens. My granddad suffers from vascular dementia, so for me it's heartbreaking to see. There's a local charity we have in East Cobride, um, the EK Dementia Carers Group, which look after them. Um, but they couldn't run any charity events throughout the year, so I thought, to kill two birds with one stone here, I can achieve something and I can help some, raise some money for charity, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, done the 50 miles, set up the Just Giving page, we're off to a flyer. I think three days later, I've thought, try and get the shoes on again and get back out. And I've went to a 10K, but I could just feel my calf going. Went to the physio and had a kind of a, a slight kind of strain. It wasn't major, but I did have to rest for two weeks. So within that two weeks of rest, it was just kind of walks and, and some strength training. And then I had two weeks to get ready. Obviously, I couldn't do another big run because my chance of injury was going to just increase. So I'd run nine miles um, in the last four weeks before that and just had to kind of wing it on the day. And um, when I stayed in East Cobride, it's just outside. Glasgow is not very flat either. So that was a real, real challenge. But I completed that and finished pretty strong. And we managed to raise just under £10,000 as well, um, which wasn't too bad, um, considering it was very last minute. So this time I've got a training plan. I'm doing, I started my 12-week programme on Sunday there. It's obviously not ideal with the conditions. And Glasgow is really, really cold and icy just now. So... Um, but we've got 12 weeks more doing it for another local charity as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully um, the calf doesn't go this time, but I'm sure there's plenty of products I'll be using to keep myself ticking over and, and make sure my body's in tip-top condition for running. Unbelievable. Hey, uh, we'll certainly be supporting you, Chris, because that's the, it's an amazing effort. And I also love the fact that you're supporting local charities that obviously are close to your heart as well. So um, I'll look forward to keeping an eye on how that training goes. And you know what? Maybe I'll get myself, well, I won't, unless you do some training between now and the end of January before I leave, but I might have to get myself out and, and join you for some training because as things stand at the moment, um, between Grayson, Dan and myself, I'm the only one out of the three of us that have been in <laughs> the longest that I have done a marathon. You're going to have to drag me. You're going to need to get the finger out. I think so, I, I think so. <laughs> Pressure's on. You've got, an, you've got a good excuse, huh? You've got a good excuse. I have, I have got a good excuse. But, you know, like, I reckon I've probably got 10 miles in me and it, I'd explode. I mean, <laughs> pants, calves, quads, 
Is that is that how happened? Is that what happened for you or for you? I, think I was getting a lot of tightness in my hip flexors. I mean, skipping up onto the curbs on the pavements, screaming. They were getting really tight after the twenty miles. Um, but I, for me, I always thought it was going to be a mythical event. Like it was, it would be incredibly hard to do. And I was like, YouTube and everything. Can you run a marathon with no training? I was flapping. I was panicking. Um, but I knew I had I have a good baseline. Of fit, my fitness is pretty good, so I knew I had enough conditioning in me to, that I would get through it. You know, but obviously, any runners listening would know that it's not anything to be taken lightly, and that's why this time I'm taking the members that are running the marathon with me or six of us through a pretty regimented program for the next 12 weeks and they've all got a good kind of running foundation as well but definitely need to give it a bash I'll maybe even fly over to LA and we'll train together for one over there there you go <laughs> the weather will be a bit warmer and we can jump in the sea afterwards for a bit of recovery that's it, much better sounds good no, look Chris, we'll wrap it up there but thank you so much for joining us today it's been brilliant to, to have you on to, to to speak and, and share with us today and you know thank you so much for your support over the last year and uh and you know all the best with everything i'm sure you know you've uh you've come this far and you've managed to to battle the storm and i'm sure over the next coming months things will begin to ease and and you'll be you'll be flying as you as you were before so all the best you. Thanks for joining thank us. you so much for having us on it was a pleasure to chat to you and um We'll tie in soon. Hopefully catch you guys soon. And all the best in your journey this year. I'm sure the brand will keep growing and growing as it has done last year. And all the best to you guys. Brilliant. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, guys.